0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/metaverseimpact. Hi guys and welcome back to Note to Saul with Peyton Sarton. That is me. I'm Peyton Sarton and this episode is going to be the first of the Ask P series. So I've noticed a lot of my favorite podcasts do a similar series to this. And I was like, "Eh, why not? Like I'll do a little advice series once a month. Hopefully if we can keep that going, maybe I'll have some guests on too, to help answer some of these questions. I know that when I go to my trusted advisors for life advice, I feel like they always give me the best, like fully thought out response and um, thoughtful answer. And that'd be kind of fun to bring those people that I trust with my life (laughs) on to the podcast, whether it be Joe or my best friend from college or some of my like family or friends just from around the area. I feel like that'd be a nice way to integrate them into the podcast. But anywho, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you all so much for sending in your questions. But before we get started, let's do a little life update. You'll know I like to keep you guys in the loop. So Right now, I am planning my eventual move to Washington, D.C. Of course, I'm kind of doing it by myself because Joe is already in season. He is in Florida currently, and he actually won't be in D.C. until June, and I'm going to be there next month. So our lease has actually already started there as well. So our apartment's just sitting there empty, and I'm feeling like a little bit anxious to get there because I'm really excited to have my little East Coast era But getting out of Texas is going to be hard, like packing everything up and just doing, you know, the whole move again that I just did in December. So also shipping my freaking car, just every detail. I'm like, fuck. So I'm dealing with that right now. And at the same time, I'm also dealing with quite a bit of burnout. Like I am fucking tired of social media. I am exhausted from my job. I don't want to shoot one more picture. Honestly, it was going to be really hard for me to come on the mic and talk today, but I talked to Joe and he kind of turned my spirits around a little bit, but I'm just exhausted lately. I'm exhausted of every social media outlet. I mean, doing TikTok and YouTube and podcast and Instagram and having a clothing line (laughs) and then trying to be in a relationship and have friends and, you know, deal with just regular life stuff, like getting my license renewed or getting a new license because my (laughs) license is so expired. (laughs) Doing fucking taxes, doing taxes for my business, getting health insurance. It's just like everything is a fucking disaster. Moving, moving across the country again. (laughs) Three months after I already did that. Anyways, I think it's just like a whole like everything has culminated into so much stress. And luckily, I have trained Joe on how to speak to me when I'm in these situations. Like when I am just on the phone being like, I fucking hate my life. (laughs) For essentially an hour straight, just talking about how much I hate my life. (laughs) First, he used to try to give me advice and sometimes I'll try to sneak some in there, but he's gotten really good at listening and just being sweet and helping me like kind of move the conversation onto something else rather than just like harping on how much I hate my life and my job and everyone around me and all the things and kind of get me out of that mindset. Because obviously, realistically, I don't hate everything and there are things that I like, but lately it's been hard for me to enjoy anything. I'm just so tired and overwhelmed. So talking to him, put me in a better mood. Surprisingly, that could go one of two ways. Like when you start bitching at your boyfriend, it's either going to go really well and he's going to be one, someone who listens to you and turns your mood around or two, they're going to give you advice that you didn't ask for. And it's just going to make you more frustrated and stressed out. <laughs> if he on what, what way it's going to turn. Usually I would say at the beginning of our relationship, it was more like, He would just start giving me advice and I would get more stressed and like want to cry. But now he's learning. And I feel oddly energized after our call tonight. So that's why I'm not too sad about sitting down and recording. And I also have read through a couple of y'all's questions that you sent in. And I think they're ones I've chosen. I've just kind of chosen the ones kind of off the top. They're really good questions. So it made me excited to sit down and made me a little bit more inspired than I have been lately, which just proves the other point that I think podcasting is the best medium because you can just really easily connect with an audience that way in a really raw way. And I don't have to worry about what I look like or, you know, anything, anything, I don't need to dress cute. I don't have to have my life together. I can just turn the mic on and start talking. And I love that about this whole platform. And I'm hoping to do a lot more of that this year and really indulge myself in the podcast because it is my favorite so far and soon it's going to be another way for me to make money so I can justify spending you know more money and time on it which I'm really excited for. It's such a blessing to be able to say this will be a big part of my job. Another update, I got one of the Aura rings. It's O U R A Aura rings and I've been tracking my sleep for the past few days. I get like 11% of the amount of REM sleep that I'm supposed to get like an average person gets. And I'm not shocked by that statistic. I know REM sleep is really, really important for your health. So I'm trying to go to sleep earlier now because I think my whole internal clock is just super fucked up. But that's why I wake up exhausted. and That's why I'm exhausted all day, every day, which is not helping with the burnout. And then I look back on my life and I'm like, I kind of always slept like this. So have I just never had REM sleep before? (laughs) Is my brain like fucked. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. I'm working on it now. So I'm actually recording a little earlier than normal. It's 10 PM guys. And after this, I'm going to put my to-do list away and I'm going to sleep or I'm going to try to go to sleep. I might fold some clothes first, but then I'm going to go to sleep. So we're working on that. I love this aura ring. Uh, it's could, could be because I'm obsessive with a lot of things. So the fact that I can like see my heart rate all the time or watch my sleep pattern or in like a very specific way or track like all of my active energy through my heart rate on this ring. Like it's kind of really sick. So I highly recommend it. If you have your eye on the Oura ring, I would definitely get it. And it's cool. It's like, I feel like it's cooler looking than an Apple watch. No offense to everyone who wears an Apple watch. Joe loves his Apple watch. I don't like the vibe. I don't like the look. You'll know I already spent a literal arm and a leg on my new watch that i just bought myself i'm not wearing an apple watch so the aura ring was definitely a better option for me and i'm loving her so far i got the gold one by the way otherwise i don't really have a ton more updates in the next like coming weeks i have coachella which i'm actually leaving for next wednesday I'll be out at the desert again with Revolve. I'm going to go with a Revolve team again and with all the girls. It's going to be so fun. So I might stay in LA for a couple of days after that and do some podcasty things, actually. And then I got to hurry home because I've got a long three weeks of bachelorette parties and just wedding after wedding. I have to figure out when I'm moving in between all of the wedding festivity things going on. So those weddings are in Texas too. So at some point I'm going to be in Texas, move to DC, fly back to Texas for a wedding, fly back to DC. <laughs> I'm hanging on by a fucking thread, <laughs> y'all. I don't know what's happening. I have up to Coachella plan which is on, you know, next week and then after that I'm like, we'll see what happens when it's actually happening <laughs> because I don't have the brain capacity to figure that out yet. Anyways, I do have the brain capacity though to dwell on other people's problems and not mine. So I'm really happy that this episode is happening right now because I don't have to think about my own problems. I can just think about your problems and we can talk about them. I want to have a little disclaimer here, okay? I am not perfect. I don't know everything about each of these situations. I can only go off the context I'm given. And I could sit here all day and be like, well, I don't know, okay, maybe you should do this. And here's all these options, which I probably still will do a bit of, but I wanted to be a little bit direct and take some liberties with my advice here. So no one needs to take me that seriously. Please don't get offended by, by my advice. Do know that if you are a person who wrote in, you know more about the situation and yourself and the, you know, if it's a relationship one or a friendship one about the other person, you know more and have more context than me. So trust your gut and your instincts on your own problems, but I can give you advice on what I would do in that situation. And again, because it's not happening to me, it feels a little bit more lighthearted on my end. So still make decisions for yourself, obviously don't take everything I say to heart, (laughs) But I'm just going to give you my opinions. And these are, you know, going to be pretty quick opinions too, because I'm not like sitting here really dwelling on these life issues that you guys are each having, because this is an hour long episode and I can't dive in that deep. And I also, again, don't have enough context to do a deep dive anyways, but I want to disclaim that because some people will take me a little bit too seriously. I feel like you just don't need to be doing that. I'm not the expert on your life, but it's kind of fun to kind of hear about what y'all are up to and what kind of life situations y'all are in right now, because I feel it just shows one, we're all kind of exactly the same (laughs) and everyone experiences the same things and totally can relate on some level. And again, like I said, it gets me out of my head and my problems that I just deal with all day. And it makes me be able to kind of focus on other people a little bit more, which is a lovely thing. I don't want to think about any of my life <laughs> for the rest of the evening. Okay. No more thoughts about my life, only your life. So I also asked you guys to mention in your email, if you wanted me to mention your name in the episode, if I was answering your question. So you said I could use your first name. Obviously I would never use anyone's last names or you gave yourself like a nickname. I'm just going to assign you a random name. If you guys said you don't want your name used. So the first question I have here is from, let's call her Sarah. That's the first name that came to mind. So Sarah says, hi, Peyton. A topic I love advice on is moving on from someone you never dated. I had just put myself out into the dating world, signed up for hinge and met this guy who showed interest in getting to know me. We would text, he'd occasionally call and about a month in he met me for a date. He lives four hours away. So I personally thought that was a big deal. Our conversations were always very casual, not cringe at all, and I felt comfortable. The red flag I started noticing was that he began to only reach out once a week. I didn't think much of it, and I didn't mind it because I do tend to get uncomfortable when people get too close to me. I tried to convince myself that that was a green flag because he was taking things slow. But then I started to genuinely really like this guy, so his lack of communication started to bother me. I just didn't understand the reasoning behind that. I just assumed that if you're not interested, then leave the person alone or mention it. I decided to practice setting my boundaries and vulnerability. So during a phone call, I asked him what his intentions were, and he basically wasn't on the same page as I was. It left me feeling really confused and hurt. The confusing part was that we only talked for two months. So it's been really hard grieving the potential. Thank you. And I love your podcast so much. Well, thank you for writing in one and thank you for listening. So this is hard because I feel like this is something as a single woman, we can all totally relate to kind of a man coming on strong and you feel really, you feel comfortable. You feel like it's going somewhere. And then it just departs from that plan in some way. And you're feeling like you're getting either ghosted or you're just not getting your energy matched. And then you're like, well, fuck, I didn't even like you before. And you put in all this effort and then I liked you and now you are not into me now. There are so many things that, you know, could have happened here. I think our first instinct is like, okay, well, maybe let's justify his behavior. Let's say like, oh, okay, well, he met you and then he just realized a long distance relationship or whatever wasn't going to work. I guess four hours would be considered a long distance relationship. Y'all aren't in the same city. I think that's a long distance relationship. So maybe he did this. Maybe he did this. Maybe he did, like, we could go on forever. I think at the end of the day, you just, as much as it sucks, it's like a shot to the ego. It's like... You feel stupid. I understand that feeling completely. I think many of us understand that feeling completely. And I've been there. And you just feel kind of dumb for starting to like him and you are, again, very confused. So we start to try to make things logical to ourselves because our brain wants to understand the situation. So we start ruminating on this and thinking about it all the time because we don't understand. and We're so confused, right? That's what your brain's going to do naturally, but it's going to trick you into thinking that you care more about this person than you actually did because your brain's just going, trying to figure out the logic behind this so much that you're like obsessing over it. This might not be you, but this was my experience. And then I'd sit there and be like, I don't even like, what? I'm not in love with this guy. (laughs) Why do I think that I am suddenly? (laughs) It's just because my brain is freaking tricking me and making me like ruminate on something because I don't understand What happened, and I'm obsessively trying to understand because that's what you want to do. So, at the end of the day, I think that obviously you don't want to be with someone who doesn't match your energy. I've been with guys before who I don't match their energy or they don't match mine. And even though it is a shot to the ego sometimes, and it does suck if you started liking him a little bit, it really is. An amazing thing as much as you probably don't want to hear that because one you don't want this to be the start of your love story like oh we met for a date and then like he talked to me once a week and like we were kind of like iffy about it and you don't like be telling your children that and be like oh well one day he came around though and i i want him back and he gave me his attention and stuff like that like that's not the beginning of a beautiful <laughs> love story that ends in a lifelong love is it maybe it is I don't know. I've never heard that love story before. Maybe it's like a realistic one, but personally, not the one I want. Okay. And I don't need some big dramatic love story, but I'm just saying like anyone explaining that their relationship like that to you, you'd be like, Oh, (laughs) that's kind of sad. So I would take it as a great thing. I mean, it was an experience to have, you kind of got to connect with another person. You learned a little bit, and this is going to be an experience that you get to learn from, big picture, kind of learning how to not attach to people maybe that aren't matching your energy a lot. Because matching your energy for like a couple weeks isn't much, you know, like you need someone who's going to be there and matching your energy constantly because that's the person you're supposed to be with. You're not supposed to try to convince anyone (laughs) to like you or to talk to you. I also think that depending on your age, dating can be it can be weird to ask someone's intentions. I know sometimes women, oftentimes, are like they don't want to start in on that question. I know with Joe, for me personally, we met at about a month in, like physically met in person after facetiming a lot and texting a lot and stuff like that, and that was kind of a make or break thing. Like I feel like we could have easily met each other and just it wasn't the vibe for both of us or one of us, and it had been easy to just be like, okay you know it'll just fizzle out from here but obviously we kept up with each other and then we had to see each other the next weekend too and then we had to see each other two weekends from then and we both match each other energy so naturally and so well that at the end of the day that's what you want but i truly think this is just a shot to your ego it just feels like you wasted your time i understand if you feel stupid we have all been there but take this as a learning experience. It's going to make you stronger at the end of the day and love yourself a little bit more if you grow from this and understand that not everyone and every man that comes into your life needs to be like a long lasting love you're going to have to go through some of these hoes to like really get to the guy you're supposed to be with if that be the case so i understand i would allow yourself to be a little butthurt about it like that's totally fine i think that's totally natural But I wouldn't hesitate to kind of put yourself back out there again, if you do want to be in a relationship and be very honest with men and straightforward and just look for someone who's matching your energy constantly, who you aren't thinking, does this guy like me? Because the beginning stages are going to be when he likes you pretty much the most. and It's the most exciting, you know? So look for that energy. And if it's not happening, like don't get your hopes up. Honestly, I would just continue to live your life until you have that feeling of like, oh, shit, like. This guy has sustained an energy match with me for longer than just that initial quick couple weeks, you know, sorry if that was lengthy, but that's my best answer I can give you. But again, we've all been there. We're, we're all there with you. <laughs> okay. I also think that I want to note when a man starts pulling away and starts communicating with you less, turn around and walk the other way, because I think If a guy, they always say if he wanted to, he would. I actually believe that. I think there are some things obviously men do. Like, let's say you're in a long distance relationship. They have a really intense job or I've dated guys in the military before. Like, obviously, they're going to be off grid for a little while, especially if they're overseas or something. That's those things are obvious. okay? but I'm saying a guy with a normal life is if he's excited about you, he's going to want to talk to you all the time. Again, especially in the beginning. So if he's not doing that, take it as a, just chalk it up as a, not really an L, but kind of, and be like, just wasn't for me. Right. And we move on and we go next, you know, like, or we just hang out by ourselves for a while. I would like have a refractory period between talking to guys. I'd be like talking to someone and then I'd like need some time just to like, be by myself because i'm like damn a man in my life is stressful even when we're just talking (laughs) they're so stressful and annoying so i would just take it like as a huge sign when a guy starts pulling away and not you know giving you respectful attention like once a week that's blasphemous and he's not gonna have the balls to be like oh hey like i'm just not feeling anymore Cause that's not what a lot of men do. So he's just going to like fizzle it out. So once that starts happening to you, don't go grasping please. And pulling at, you know, whatever you can (laughs) catch from this man and trying to make him back in your good graces. Like he does not deserve you. He's not matching the energy. You know what I mean? So, and there will be again, guys that will, but I would take that as a sign. Like if he's consistently moving away from you, you don't want to be with him anyways. Cause that's not the guy who like, does cute stuff for you and goes out of his way for you. You want someone who's like real robust and real, real interested in staying around because <laughs> you deserve it. We all deserve someone like that. All right, moving on. I think these are all relationship ones. Okay. Okay. Next we're going to call you Ashley because you've asked that your name did not be mentioned. So this is from Ashley. She says, sorry, a really long and specific situation that I would love some help with. I never usually write into things like this, but I love your outlook on life and would love your advice. Thank you for listening, by the way. And I'm glad you want my advice. It's so funny sometimes to me that I'm like just a human being sitting here on my couch and I'm like, people want my advice? Question <laughs> mark. I just bought a mic and like a podcast set up and now people want my advice. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So she says, My boyfriend of seven years, we're both now 24, is moving to the U.S. this year to work towards a career he has always wanted. I'm super supportive of this, and I would never wish to hold anyone back from achieving their goals and dreams. We know that I cannot move. Due to work commitments in the UK, and also I don't want to give up my life and move across the world for someone else's dream. I'm too young for that and feel it would come back to bite me. However, we have been discussing lately the possible outcomes, the most likely one of taking time apart from this relationship, ultimately breaking up. Not because we don't love each other, but we have never had other relationships, never had time by ourselves, and the reality of a very long distance relationship is a lot. All of these conversations are putting strain on our relationship and preventing us from living and enjoying our lives in the moment. We are both still so young and we have so much growth to achieve in ourselves, but I can't stop overthinking. Who am I without this person? Or, oh gosh, I'm so behind in life now. No house of my own, no long-term relationship, no family or marriage in the near future. I'm really struggling to adjust my mindset. How can I frame this to be a positive experience with so much emotion and what feels like negativity and uncertainty? He doesn't move until later this year. How can I learn to love myself on my own? How can I learn to keep enjoying the now and not think of the inevitable? What tips or recommendations are there for learning to enjoy being by yourself and not overthinking these complex situations in life? With love, Ashley. This is a doozy because seven years is a long time. I understand like being with someone for seven years, I can't imagine how strange it would be to like separate your life from them after that. But I also feel like you have so much wisdom and both of you are being very mature about the fact that you're like, okay, like realistically, like we should probably break up and no one is giving up their own personal dream for someone else, which is totally fine if like that's your vibes. But you guys obviously seem like he's pretty career oriented as chasing his dreams. And you're like, no, I want to chase mine, which I really respect, especially at 24. Oh my God, me at 24, no fucking way was I moving for anybody. (laughs) Granted, I was not in a seven-year relationship at 24, so it's kind of easier for me to say. But anywho, one, I think shameless self-promo, but I will say this is the episode I get the most feedback on, the most positive feedback, is my How to Live Your Best Single Life episode. That's episode 20. I would go listen to that because I do answer a, a lot of this in that episode, but I think you looking to frame it in a positive way is again, very wise. Like you kind of just know your shit. I feel like, and I feel like you're, you are the person to get through this in a positive way or as positively as possible. Obviously there's always going to be feelings of uncertainty. You've been with someone for so long. You don't really, you don't know what life looks like without them. I mean, you haven't known for a really long time as a young adult, you know, and you haven't had that experience you guys have never had other relationships. Again, a lot of uncertainty there. You don't know how other relationships work. You don't know how like the single life kind of works as an adult. And I do certainly think it's going to be emotional, but I think you have to let yourself feel again. You always have to let yourself feel those emotions. It is super natural for that to be happening. You don't need to try to avoid these things. I also think that emotions can really drive you obviously into a positive direction, but you do need to mourn that kind of loss at first. And That's totally normal behavior. I think that's healthy behavior, in fact. And I think sometimes we look at uncertainty being like, oh no, what's going to happen? And we forget like you're in charge of your life. So if there's uncertainty, that just is like a big blank space for you to fill with whatever the fuck you want. Who do you want to be? Instead of being like, oh, I need to find myself, go create yourself. You don't need to worry so much about the world. kind of taking you (laughs) along for a ride, you do have some say in this. So once you kind of have mourned, you know, that experience, I would be grateful for it as well. A seven-year relationship, that means someone is important in your life and you've probably worked through issues you've had. I mean, that's a feat and there's something to be said for that. That's an incredible experience and you can take everything you learned into a new experience and really be proud of that time and be proud that you got to love someone like that. And also, you know, when the inevitable breakup comes, you get to leave someone with both of your heads high and you still love each other and there isn't like that bad blood in the universe. But I would definitely look at this as a huge opportunity to create whoever it is you wanna be. I would be vision boarding all the time. You know, I love a fucking vision board. Who do you wanna be? What What does that look like? What does your life look like? What does your single life look like? I would super, like, I would just indulge in, your time by yourself. Obviously I wouldn't start dating like immediately. I mean, some of my friends who have been in long relationships who broke up, like gotten relationships after, and they actually have done really, really well in those relationships. But I would really try to spend some time on your own. You're in your prime prime of your life in your twenties. I mean, these next couple years are about to be so fucking sick for you. Like you're going to have the best time ever and you're going to create the best version of yourself you know, and it's just to have some really amazing experiences. That is not to say you're not going to have some confusing ones. And obviously with the last question that was asked, like you if you deal with men again in life, they're fucking annoying. And it seems like you've got a great one. So that could be annoying, but. Overall, I would just look at this as a huge opportunity. And I would look at this as a way to create yourself and don't think of it so much as like, Oh no, what's the world going to do with me now? Like, what is my life going to look like? Cause that's a lot of questions when you could really be making statements about your life. Like this is what my life is going to be like. This is what I'm going to do. Making plans and finding what you enjoy through doing new things, which is just always such an interesting, explorative time. So I feel like you're going to have literally the best time. I do think that because y'all are going to be like kind of separating more towards the end of the year. And you have all this time that's just like here. It is easy to overthink, I think. And I honestly don't have a great answer for how to not overthink that because I wish I could sit here and be like, well, just do this easily and do this easily. But I don't think that's easy. I think the best thing you can do is just really give each other One space, maybe you can start getting more used to having more of your own space right now. So when the day comes inevitably that he leaves, that's a little bit easier. And also, you know, just still hanging, obviously still spending time together in the capacity that you want to and really enjoying each other's company before the big move happens. But with the overthinking thing, I think it's going to come. And I don't think you need to get too upset with yourself about that. There's always tactics for distraction and things like that, but I think once you get really inspired about having this new kind of chapter in your life, I think you're going to just be more overtaken by inspiration than really not looking forward to it, you know? So that's the best answer I can give, girl. But I feel like you're about to have a really good time. Like, you're about to be killing it. And it's gonna be so much fun. I'm actually I'm jealous. I don't want Joe to listen to this and say think that I'm saying I'm jealous that you're breaking up with your boyfriend and you're gonna be single. Because I do love you, Joe. I love you, Joe. If you're listening, but I'm a little bit jealous because it's just really an exciting time. Like it's such an exciting time. Couldn't say that enough. Everyone, drinking game, drink when I say it's gonna be an exciting time. That was like 20 times that I just said that. (laughs) Okay, but good luck. We love you. All right, another long distance relationship chat. Oh, okay. So I actually read through this one earlier and I reached out to my trusted advisors. I reached out to Joe and I reached out to my friend, Laurel to ask them what they thought because I truly was like, I don't know. This is the only one I read in full and I thought it was really interesting. Okay. So she does not want her name mentioned. We are going to call her Bethany. I don't know why that name is funny to me. Sorry if your name is Bethany. (laughs) Okay. She says, hi, Peyton. First of all, love you. Have been following you since 2018, and it's been so fun watching you grow and evolve over these few years. Damn, 2018. You saw me in peak party girl phase, and then peak phase when I was in a relationship and hiding it for eight months because I didn't want anyone to find out who he was. (laughs) I literally didn't post John on my Instagram for eight full months of a relationship. I would go stay with him for like a week at a time and never post him. She was secretive. So anyways, you saw me in my psycho. Oh my God, you you were there for the Europe trip when I was ratchet as fuck. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. You know, when I look back on this, I'm like, wow. (laughs) She has evolved, has she not? Those were, again, the most fun years ever though. I would not trade them for the world. And I'm happy you you were here for those. All right, we're going back to the question now. I need some long distance relationship help. And I know you had a few of them. So I feel like you would know how to navigate this. I am in a long distance relationship right now with my boyfriend I met in my college town who I've been with since June of last year. I moved home in August because I graduated and gotten a job in my hometown and we decided to try long distance because we were so into each other and the thought of not trying seemed crazy. For context, he lives in a town that doesn't have an airport. So it's either a one and a half hour flight plus time at the airport and a one and a half hour drive or the drive from home takes seven hours. Also, he's not in college. He just works there. Flash forward and now it's April. He's met my family, some of my friends, and we have a lot of mutual friends as well. But for the past few months, I've had some doubts about their relationship. It feels like we're at different places in life. And although we do our daily FaceTime dates, per your advice, things have begun to fall into perspective that this just isn't meant to be. It's tough because he's such a wonderful guy who's truly done nothing wrong. And I know ending things will be so hard on both of us. What is the best way to go about ending a long distance relationship with a significant other? Do I go there and tell him I'm coming? Do I not tell him I'm coming? It just doesn't seem like something that should be done over the phone. Please help P again. Love you in the podcast. You're killing it. Love Bethany. Love you too. Okay. So this is actually an interesting one. And this is why I called in reinforcements because obviously everyone is different, but I have a kind of similar situation. I was dating a guy when I was 24. I was in an eight month relationship (laughs) with a guy who I was friends with prior to us dating for a while. And we'd always kind of wanted to date each other, but he was in college and I was already out of college. And, you know, it just never came time. So once he was out of college, we started to date. And I, I think it really quickly became obvious that we were not compatible in a relationship sense, but I really respected him and loved him as a person. Like I felt like, we could be the best roommates in the world. We really, we were on the same Bible all the times we could really coexist well, but this wasn't now that I'm in an actual good romantic relationship, this was nothing like that. And I respected him so much. And he respected me so much that I know we kept hanging on because we were just like, okay, well you didn't do anything wrong. So like we kept making excuses. I'm just saying from my end, I did this. I'm assuming he did this as well. So, And we were also at this point in a long distance relationship. And so it's about the same time frame. I mean, we've been in a relationship for like nine ish months now. So it's a little bit similar. I had to call on my reinforcements because for me, him and I broke up on FaceTime and it was really sad. I knew it was coming. I kind of was the person to be like, Hey, we probably need to talk about how like this weirdness, like it seems so like it was kind of lingering in the air. Like it it was going to happen. We just like it like you're saying, like it became obvious we're at different points in life and we're probably not meant to be, but we were just putting it off for whatever reason, because it was going to be difficult. And we still like really loved each other as people. It just wasn't right. So we ended up ending that relationship on FaceTime. And for me, that was the best way to go about doing it. There was no reason for me to be flying to him or him to be flying to me to end that relationship. I don't think that it would have necessarily helped anything. And it it would be different if we were like texting about it, but we had a full conversation via FaceTime and I think that was the best way to go about it for me. So I wouldn't be afraid of the FaceTime situation, but I called in my reinforcements because I had such a close relation to this story and I wanted to know what other people thought too, so it could more thoroughly answer your question. So I asked my friend Laurel and she's like very thoughtful and she just understands this stuff. And I'll just read what her text says. She says, driving seven hours or flying twice is a lot of hassle to break up with someone, but I get her point that it's technically the more appropriate thing to do. She said, my advice is one, try to meet halfway, drive three and a half hours and find a good place to have lunch halfway and just talk it out and explain and have the face-to-face conversation and leave on a good note. Also meeting halfway is just a symbolic good way to close a relationship for some reason that didn't cross my mind, by the way. And when she said that, I was like, damn, that's actually pretty sick, but it's going to depend obviously on your relationship, on how both of y'all feel. And if you have both have time for that, I feel like if you're more of an in-person kind of person and you feel like it needs to be ended in person, I feel like this would be, it sounds bad saying it's a great way to end a relationship, but I think it's like the best way that it could possibly go. You could go about doing that. You know, she also was like, I think you need to know more about like, if they say, I love you, do they talk about their future together? Is he going to be blindsided or devastated? Or is this still a developing relationship and this was a realist, realistic outcome? I feel like from your email, it sounds like a realistic outcome. So again, I that's why I say, like, the FaceTime thing. I wouldn't overlook that because you still can, like, have a good conversation over it. Oh, and that's what also Laurel says next. So she says, lastly, there is a way to have it, An adult, meaningful, genuine conversation via FaceTime. And he always has the option of saying, I want to talk about this in person and you can figure out a plan from there. But if he doesn't say it and you leave it there, you'll have to be emotionally prepared to leave it at that. And then I also asked Joe, and of course he didn't have as long of an answer because he's a man. <laughs> Laurel thought about every angle. And Joe is so pure. Okay, for Joe's first answer is, I feel like you got to tell him you're coming if you do it in person or else it would seem like a surprise visit and he would be excited, I think. Only to get broken up with. (laughs) I'm like little Joe. He just like is so the way he answers things is honestly kind of wholesome a lot of the time. Like he's the wholesome one and I'm the one that's like, yep, just FaceTime it. (laughs) I don't give a fuck if he's going to be surprised (laughs) Poor Joe. Okay. And then he says, I don't know, is doing it over FaceTime the worst thing ever? Because otherwise you spend seven hours driving to go break up and then drive back or you pay to fly because it seems kind of unreasonable. And then he says, it seems like if they both feel this way, or if at least she's sure of how she feels, then meeting in person will make it harder. And he said, also, nine months isn't that long. So I feel like over FaceTime is warranted. It's not like she's texting him about it. So you have advice from all angles. It really is whatever you're comfortable with. There was a part of me when my ex and I broke up over FaceTime that I was like, should we see each other like? does it feel right? And a part of me was like, I could have seen him, but also I don't think it would have done any good. Like I was really happy with the way that ended. I think it ended in the best way that it possibly could. And I do think that it's possible to do it over FaceTime. I think the only other thing that I would do was explore the idea of driving to meet halfway and meeting in person and kind of talking it out and ending it on good terms. But those would be my two options. And It really obviously depends on your comfort levels you know how you think he would take it and what's kind of gonna be best for him in the long run too because you still care about him obviously and you still respect him like you want to treat him like (laughs) he matters okay so the next question is from miranda she says hey peyton how do you know when it's time to move in with your partner my boyfriend and i have been dating for three years we're 22 and have been out of college for a year we have a very healthy relationship we talk about the future and we do see that together The issue is that I don't want to miss out on living my life to the fullest in my 20s. I'm hyper-independent and work hard to maintain my friendships. I'm concerned that moving in together would prevent my growth. Would love to know your thoughts. Thanks so much for everything you do. Your podcast is like the older sister I never had. XOXO, Miranda. So freaking cute. I love being everyone's older sister. This is amazing. This is the vibe I want to keep. And what's great is I'm going to get older and y'all are going to get older. So I'll still be your older sister. So I'll deal with everything like what, five ish years ahead of when you're dealing with it. And then I'll just report back and let you know. (laughs) So when you're going through it, you'll have all of my perspective (laughs) unwarranted and unasked for, I will say, but I will still give it to you. Okay. So hi, Miranda. I think this is a really good question because I have an easy answer. I think you should definitely not move in with your boyfriend right now. 22 is so young and I don't think you should give up a few years. I mean, of course, let me back up. Sometimes it makes more sense when it comes to money. I do understand that sometimes couples do move in together. Cause they're like, well, we're already always together anyways. Why don't we just move in together? Because it also could save some money. But if you're in a situation where you don't really need to worry about that as much, maybe you have some more freedom there. I think moving in and living either by yourself or with some roommates where you have a little bit more independence in your life. I think that that is so important in your twenties and you can always schedule in time for your relationship. But if you're hyper independent, I would so have your own space. It's a beautiful thing to really get out of college, start creating your life, as I always say, and be able to create a space that you really like and you feel comfortable, comfortable in, That's just for you for a little while. If you have that opportunity, I think it's great. So I definitely would wait to move in together. There's literally no rush. If you all have a healthy relationship, that's super smart to delay that, I think. There's, again, absolutely no rush. So I would live by yourself for a little while and create your own little beautiful, serene or whatever habitat at home you can thrive in. And then you can always add him in. You can always come over. You can go over there. You know, you know how it goes. Also, usually when you sign a lease, it's like a a year long lease. So let's say you live by yourself for a year and you decide, okay, you know what? I really do want to live with him. Like no big, just, I would try it out first though. All right. We'll do two more if we have time here. Okay. So we will call this next one, Kelsey. So Kelsey says, my boyfriend, 23 male and I 23 female, have been dating for six going on seven years. Late last year, I was told by a woman that I do not know that my boyfriend has been unfaithful with her through some sort of online fling situation. I confronted him about it, and at first he lied, but then admitted he was in fact unloyal. I took a few days to consider what I wanted to do, but rushed back into the relationship and forgave him. In the last few weeks, I have met a guy at school that I'm interested in, but who has a girlfriend, so nothing is going to happen. Oddly, since this little crush has happened, it has unearthed my feelings about the cheating I experienced. It has made me challenge whether I would ever trust my boyfriend again and whether I should end things to avoid marrying someone who has the potential to cheat again. He has been working himself through therapy, but this has unfortunately not brought back my trust. To complicate things further, I have never been single since I was 16, so I feel a lack of independence and time to explore. He is a really good guy and he's a kind guy that wants a future with me. We are currently on a two-week break whilst I explore how to continue. What do I do? Break up or work through it? Thanks. Okay, so a short answer from me, if I were feeling these things, I would break up with him. Not to say that that's going to be easy in any way, but if I don't trust someone, I'm going to break up with him because at the end of the day, I don't want to be sitting at home racking my brain with the thoughts of him cheating all the time, just because I have evidence that he literally already has. And I just know that would drive me crazy personally. And I don't really want to let anyone drive me crazy. I have to be honest with myself in that situation too. I'm like, I, that would drive me crazy. But sometimes people don't care as much. Sometimes that kind of thing. I don't personally know a lot of people like this, but I do know of people who I've heard speak about it, or I've like loose friends who don't really mind someone being not loyal as much as other things so it really depends on where you find importance i know for me loyalty is incredibly important so if it's unearthing feelings in you and i feel like you you keep returning to these feelings of not trusting him i think you'd probably owe it to yourself to remove those thoughts and feelings from your life as much as possible especially when you're so young and I also do find it interesting that when you're saying you met a guy that you're interested in, but he has a girlfriend, so nothing's going to happen. I feel like that's, you're already speaking to like, you're in a little bit of a single mindset there because you didn't say like, Oh, it's because I'm in a relationship. And I do understand how the fact that you actively choosing to not hook up with this guy can make you be like, well, then why couldn't my boyfriend or, you know, do something with this guy, be disloyal in whatever way. Why could not my boyfriend have done that? Like, I'm making that decision and I'm doing it well. Like why could he have not done that and had the same respect? So it's not really your job to sit around and wait for someone to change, you know, and to be the Person who just like kind of waits it out for them to be a better person or a more trustworthy person or whatever. You need to be honest with yourself because you are the person that matters in your life right now. And if this is not affecting you in a way that you see yourself getting over or that you see these feelings are continuously unearthed and unearthed. And if you have feelings, if you have other feelings for other men, (laughs) you probably need to break up with them. Sorry if that's pretty blunt, but that seems like something that I would do. I also think if you haven't been single since you were 16, I do understand, you know, not being super crazy about getting back out there in that way and being, quote, on your own in that way, but because you've just been with someone for so long, but I think that it's such an important time to explore. Like you said, you've kind of lacked the time to explore, and this is that time for you. 23, again, great age. 23, 24 All of these ages are ages where you don't need to be in a rush. You can do whatever the fuck you want and you can create whatever life you want. And all of a lot of your life is going to be built on decisions and things you're doing and trying and exploring now. So get that all out while you can. And at the end of the day, if he is the one, like the absolute one, you can always revisit the conversation later. Maybe timing will work out, maybe it won't. But I think if you're having these feelings right now, this seems like a guy you gotta break up with. Best of luck, Godspeed. And thank you for your question. Okay, so the last question. So we're gonna call you Emily. So this is an email from Emily. I'm 24 years old, so about three years out of college. I met my boyfriend during the second semester of my senior year of college. When we first started dating, he had this girlfriend who made me pretty uncomfortable. Oh, yikes. I did not know her previously. It took a few things that crossed the line over the course of a few months for me to finally speak up about it. For example, one time I came over and this girl friend was taking a nap in his room. Another time I came over and it was just the two of them and she was hanging out while he did homework. There were many instances like this. It wasn't an isolated experience. I understand the platonic friendships between people of the opposite sex are allowed in relationships, but I just felt uncomfortable with these things because it didn't feel as innocent. Like, it's not cheating, but I felt like these things were more intimate. In my opinion, I would never hang out with a straight male friend one-to-one while in a relationship. So I spoke up during that semester about how I felt, and things changed a bit. During our first year of dating, it was kind of a learning curve of what was versus what wasn't crossing the line. I look back on it now. And I resent myself for not sticking up for myself more. I also find myself growing resentment towards him now, one to two years later, because I felt I was wronged in the past and I didn't get my point across enough. Him and this girl friend aren't that close anymore. So I'm not sure if it's even worth bringing it up that it still upsets me to think about. I think the reason it upsets me is because I have a lingering trust issue because of these situations. How can I go about explaining to him how I feel? Is it worth it to bring this up more? Or is this more of my internal issue to get over? Am I just being insecure? I need some brutal honesty here. Also, I will be honest. I did say to him one time out of spite that if he were to do this again now, I would break up with him on the spot. Not sure if that's unhealthy, but that's what I said. LOL. XOXO. Okay. So this is a really interesting one, I thought, too, because when I first saw the thing about the girlfriend who's sleeping in the bed and, you know, no, no, and I think you obviously got that point later, and that's what's kind of making you be like, "Well, fuck. I should have been like, hey, excuse me. <laughs> this isn't allowed" <laughs> while it was happening. Which I totally understand those feelings. But yeah, again, I think we, I don't know if we can all agree. I personally think if Joe had a really good girlfriend, I mean, it, it really is so situational, and I guess there are there are very, very few situations where I'd be okay with him hanging out one-on-one with another straight woman. But Those situations are so few and far between. And overall, I'm going to say no. And I also think that Joe would definitely say no about me doing that. Not necessarily say like, hey, you can't do that. But he'd be like, "Uh, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) That's not okay with me. Like I'm not feeling comfortable. And I wouldn't feel comfortable as well. That being said... It has been one to two years later. And I do understand that those thoughts are lingering and those feelings are lingering. But I don't think necessarily that it's smart to like go be digging into that and then being like, hey, when you did this, I wanna drive it home that you know I wasn't okay with that. Maybe if it comes out, if you're having a conversation about the topic and you can share, it seems like you kind of already have shared a little bit like, yeah, that really did make me uncomfortable and I didn't speak up enough about it. You could say something like that If it is contextually makes sense in the conversation that you're having, but I wouldn't like sit him down and be like, Hey, I have to talk to you about something. I think this is more of a thing. Like if it were to ever happen again, that's when you start having these conversations and say, Hey, by the way, I don't like this. And you start, you kind of become that woman that you wish you were when it was happening to you. Because again, I don't know the exact situation. I don't know this girl. I don't know him. And I can say all day, blanket statement, obviously you don't want your boyfriend hanging out with another straight woman alone ever, but at the end of the day, I don't know the full situation and I don't think it's good to start bringing up things from years ago unless they're relevant in your life right now in terms of if the situation is happening again, kind of. So if this does happen again, if something like it happens, I would obviously be that person, stand up for yourself, be like, Hey, this makes me uncomfortable. See how he reacts. Maybe he understands, or maybe he's defensive, you know, whatever it is. And you can go from there, but I would not start bringing it up again if it isn't super relevant right now. But there's also ways to talk about it and feed it in a conversation. If you guys are on a topic like that, one way that I would see this coming up is Joe and I, especially when we first started dating played uh, that we're not really strangers card game. We did like the dating pack when we were like really fresh. And then we did the relationship pack about a year in. And it would bring up things like, you know, questions of what do you not like that a partner did or, you know, things like that. So if you're having those kind of conversations, you can always be like, yeah, I didn't really like that. And I wish I would have said more, but I wouldn't make it a serious thing you bring up now. And I would just work through that and how you feel and your kind of regrets of the way that you approach that situation. But if it happens again, you got to be on your A game and you have to share exactly what's going on as it's happening when it's relevant to the situation. And that's just my opinion. All right. So that is the end of the first advice column episode. And I really enjoyed myself. I also like that I got to ask my advisors some questions and get their advice. I think that these are some really great, great questions. They all ended up being relationship questions, which was nice. It's kind of themed. There were other questions related to other things that we can get to as well. If you guys have a question, eventually I'm going to set up like an email Inbox for this kind of thing. But if you guys have a question now that you want to ask for the next advice column, I'm just going to keep them all in my inbox in a little folder and I will go back and answer some in next, you know, further episodes. Uh, If you already sent in a question, it did not get answered today. There's a possibility it'll get answered in a later episode. Maybe I'll just kind of group them together by theme. So feel free to send in your questions. Make sure to get specific and provide context as well send those in to at gmail.com. I'll put that information in the show notes and in the subject line, put ask P that's very important. So just like do all caps, ask P and let me know in the email, if I can use your first name or you can give yourself a nickname or I can call you by the first letter of your name or whatever you want to do. If you don't want me to use your name, definitely mention that because I will have to give you a little fake name. Like I did. For many of the people today. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank y'all for sending in your questions. I hope this advice was a little bit helpful to you. And as always, make sure to rate and review the podcast. If you have any free time in your very busy life, you can rate on Spotify and then you can rate and review on Apple podcast. You can find note to self on Instagram. You can also find me on Instagram at Peyton All those details will be in the show notes as usual. And it's 1115 now, and I'm going to have my Tulsi tea, and wash my face, and brush my teeth, and I'm going to go lay down so I can get my REM sleep tonight. And I will update y'all next week if my REM sleep is like happening yet, or if I have a severe problem. So y'all will know. I know you're waiting on the edge of your seat for that information. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week.